The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman, like usual. <laughs> World was life. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Playlist. Totally. Have sex with happy mates. Put you on a lazy Susan. <laughs> it's a total fact. The father of and the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Yeah. Let's get guns. <laughs> now this is Tofop. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Hello. And we're going a bit... Old school, I just realised, firstly, we have a special guest. Do you know? It's not Justin Hamilton. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Justin's part of it now, every week. <laughs> it's uh, Junior, because uh, we were running a bit late today and we haven't had time to walk him, so we brought Junior around to the podcave. His first time in the podcave. That is true. This is like, a, we've had Junior on the podcast before, but not in the podcave. Because I've noticed since uh, I, uh, I left the show and you started up Fofop and stuff that Ramona started getting all this attention as like, you know, the other co-host. What's the world's worst co-host? Yeah, because she used to come in and fart yeah. when I was doing the podcast. And I remember talking to Junior about it. I'm like, do you kind of feel that like you were the Pixies and she's Nirvana? Like right. you were the original world's worst co-host, but no one really picked up on no, it. Didn't get There's merged. There's a few people who got... Didn't got, cross over. No. Didn't break through. Got, but then Ramona, yeah. she just fucking took that shit, a little spin on it, and then she's got merch, and now she's getting like, you well, know, Foz Dyke's doing artwork. Do you know what I will say, though, about Ramona, to her, like, immense credit? Yeah. Um, always really respectful of Junior in interviews. Yeah. Like, really, yeah. Always said they're big influence. Oh, big influence. And, well, and in fact, I think a lot of the current uh, interest in Junior is because of the... Like, you know, the popularity, the popularity of, of Ramona. Well, the best thing about the era we live in now with the internet and stuff is old dogs are getting discovered. So, yeah. Junior never really made, you know, much money, got much attention when he was back then. Sort of back then. But back now, then. now, he now. can just be like cashing in, which is sort of playing dog a palooza, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I've got a new. But see, now I've got a new band. Oh yeah, you know, because now that Winona's on the scene, like, yeah, right. You know, that's a whole new thing. But the thing about the thing Winona about, hasn't been on the podcast. But the yet. thing about Ramona, like Winona's great and yeah. new and fresh and stuff. Uh-huh. But occasionally, Ramona just does something. You're like, oh fuck, that's why I love Ramona. Right. It doesn't have, <laughs> doesn't have the consistency of entertainment, but just every now and then, it's like, oh yeah. And when an old like Ramona, when an old she comes up and does an old trick, you're like, oh yeah. There's a bit of like a nostalgic feeling. You know what the thing that annoys me though, Charlie, is when I say young people today in Ramona t-shirts <laughs> yeah. who never actually oh, listen to Ramona the on the like podcast. Holly Valance, Holly Valance do a music video where she's wearing a Ramona t-shirt. Is not even familiar with Ramona's recorded yeah. work. Can't name a podcast she's been on, but oh, wearing the t-shirt because it's <laughs> fashionable now. Well, all that, all that Ramona needs to do is just have a remix. Like yeah. Winona has to a release. featuring, uh, yeah, exactly. We've, we've got to get David Getter involved. Well, I heard that they'll do get Getter. I heard that's that, what we're going to say. I heard that Ramona and Winona <laughs> were doing the MTV Music Awards, and they're going to they're playing the it's kiss. Hard, by the way, isn't it, Ramona and Winona? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've already stumbled over that so many times. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Ramona and Winnie, she's Winnie. It sounds like a vocal warm up. Ramona Winona, Ramona yeah. Winona, Ramona Winona. Maybe should, I bet mean, you can't even do it three times. Ramona Winona, Ramona Winona, Ramona Winona. What people. At home, can't see is that Will's knee just started jerking spasmodically. <laughs> That's the true. effort for him to that is say true. that. I was beating it out. <laughs> I really was. <laughs> I was like pacing myself out, like I was trying to correct a stutter. The other thing uh, that is a bit of a throwback to the original. By the way, phase, if the quality of the podcast improves because of the fact that I'm saying those words so often and my vocal ability <laughs> improves, like imagine if like like I start by having to like constantly be like Ramona, Wanana, Ramona, Wanana, because they're having yeah, fights yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out that that actually trains my tongue so well. Yeah, it's wax but, on, wax off. Right. For your tongue. But yeah, for vocal exercises. Yeah. And then I become a much better comedian. Yeah. I become a much better podcaster, but it doesn't fucking stop there. No. You know what? I become the world's best hip hop MC. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. I was with you right up until the last bit. <laughs> Come on. We knew the raps entirely consist of things that rhyme with Ramona and Winona. Yeah. I'm her owner. I couldn't be your hype man because I don't know how to rhyme. Right. <laughs> As featuring, any- de- featuring hype man Charlie Awesome. 
was going to say this is a throwback for another reason, which uh-huh. is the pod cave, since I've last been here, has yes. fallen into disrepair. Mm. Uh, and remember, when we first started Tofop, we did it in my spare yep. room, which we I think you once described as like an emo teenager's bedroom, just like stacked with shit. Yes. And this, uh, what's going on? Are okay, you- well, here's the thing. Like, this is the period between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, right. obviously. So, you know, this is like Wayne Manor. It's fallen into disrepair. The only thing that's really still working is the Batcave, which right. apparently Alfred is keeping up to date with the latest technology. Yeah, well, he gets and the iOS updates. That's my favourite thing. That's <laughs> Honestly, I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I don't know if we've talked about it before on the podcast. My favourite thing from those Batman movies, if you want to look for illogical things or whatever in the movie, is that when Bruce Wayne, after seven years decides he's finally going to go down the bat cave like not one fucking reboot not one like yeah. you know apples is updated your device your could not be found. like literally that should be like 10 hours of the movie just bruce wayne having to update his fucking software and shit yeah he's got to make sure that the bat computer is plugged in when he's doing the update because otherwise you don't want it crashing halfway through right and then he's got to call customer support and it's like hello apple support <laughs> problem <laughs> It's saying, yes, I have tried turning it off and back on again. <laughs> it's saying my device cannot be found. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yes, I've restarted it. <laughs> no, I didn't back up. I was in a bad mood for seven years. <laughs> um, I don't think we have talked about, on air at least, about... Uh, this new Batman that we're going to see. Well, I mean, we talked about we, it a little we bit. Talked we talked about the, tra- the, the trailer in general. Sure. But do you think we are going to hear a Batman voice or not? Uh, a voice. There'll be a voice. You think there will be an adjustment? It's not going to be George Clooney who did the same voice all the way through. Do you th- it's going to be, it's going to gruff it up a bit. I would like him to do his Boston accent from yeah. the town. <laughs> Joker. Gr- <laughs> the wicked retarded. <laughs> Fuck Superman, he's at the fortress of solitude. <laughs> Fucking queer. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I want to say. Now yeah. I'm excited about this movie. <laughs> uh, because I saw a, uh, like reading one of those speculation things online and they're saying, oh, he's going, he's going to have a voice modulator. Oh, yeah. They're going to do like, it's, yep. and I thought. It's an electronic thing. That to me would sound dumber than anything Christian Bale did. Yeah. Don't you reckon? What, if he puts on the voice modulator like he's ordering food at McDonald's? Well, he's had a tracheotomy. Like, yeah, nah, I'm Batman. Like, it's, it's going to sound shit. I'm Batman. <laughs> I started smoking when I was 20. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, he doesn't solve a lot of crime, but he's a lot of... No kids in Gotham to pick up a pack of cigarettes because that is terrifying. <laughs> Save you more lives, ironically. <laughs> Imagine that. That's why he quit for seven years. Right. He's like, fuck, I'm just going to get to public health. Right, I'm doing public service he announcements. Made, he made that sugar film. <laughs> you know there is more sugar in sweet chili sauce than in chocolate topping. <laughs> fuck, Batman is preachy these days. I'll tell you what. Bagels have the same calories as donuts. <laughs> Batman. Batman is really wow. I liked him better when he just wasn't so political. Why does he keep banging on about bone broth? Yeah. <laughs> Have you had your kale? <laughs> I don't like New Age Batman. No. Um I well yeah, there's gotta be a voice of some kind, I guess. There's gotta be some kind of voice. Well, what got me thinking though, like and you have often thought this, if you were Batman. Yeah. Like, sure, I often have thought that. Would you do the voice? Yeah. I mean. But, like, would you do that thing of, like, uh, it's so it's indistinguishable, or you're adopting just, like, another? I mean, try some on me. And in Australia, so you're Australian Batman. Oh, okay. You're Australian Will. I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, you can't. I'm Batman. <laughs> fucking fighting crime by night. <laughs> In me fucking pajamas, fuck you. So Dave Hughes I'm is fucking, Batman. I'm fucking whatever. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> My parents were shot in front of me. I'm angry. <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe I would go the Aussie. Uh, maybe what? Uh, maybe Russell Crowe sort of voice. I can't actually do that yeah, voice, yeah, but that's yeah, like right. that's what you want. You, you want that? No, deep- you can though. Just think about it. Just say you get. You know, you had your house uh, uh, renovated when the builders come around. Oh yeah, yep. your voice does that, right? G'day, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the footy on the weekend? Yeah, me too. Anyway, jeez, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's been a good month of strippers, right? <laughs> Could, they're all in good form at the moment. You're saying Sydney down at the men's garage? <laughs> the men's garage. Is that a place? You're so desperate to not look like a toff. You're like, yeah, watch the footy. Uh, uh, the Saints played really well. There's a lot of serendipity. Fuck! I mean, uh, they just played really well. They're just uh, good, good footy smarts. Yeah, just fucking good, mate. <laughs> just fucking good. And that's my only two-syllable word I use, mate. Fucking. <laughs> that's how Aussie I am. <laughs> <laughs> my two-syllable words are Aussie and fucking. Fucking. And I also have to say syllable to explain that. But that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All ones from now on. Um, you know, another thought I had the other day, I was watching a movie where uh, this politician was offered the opportunity to have, like, you know, someone killed off. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, right, if you, another hypothetical for you. Yeah, go if you had to kill someone, right, or have someone killed... Okay, what sort of position am I in? Is this my real life or am I in a different environment? No, it's your real life, life, but you are super wealthy. And just say, all right, to just say... So my real life. To make you... (laughs) To make it guilt-free, we'll put a sci-fi spin on it. So, So a guy comes from the future and he says, Will, there is this person in Adelaide who is going to grow up to be like, you know... Well, he's already grown up. He's going to become like, you know... The next Hitler or whatever. Right. I love. I love that you could have picked anywhere, but for whatever reason, you were like, if the next Hitler's going to come from somewhere, it's probably Adelaide. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. That's obviously right. something my, my subconscious at work. Yeah. <laughs> but so you've got infinite funds, right? You, you're Will Anderson, the comedian. Same job. Right. Just, Fabulously wealthy. Okay. I don't know why I use the word fabulous. No, that's how I would be. Yeah. I would definitely, if I had infinite funds, be fabulously wealthy. <laughs> so the guy comes and says, you have to have this. We're not saying you have to pull the trigger, but Good. you need to have this guy killed. Yeah. So sure. you as well, talking to me now in this situation with your contacts and who you know, do you think you could arrange to have someone killed? Oh, fuck, I'm by tomorrow. You reckon? Yeah. You starting now. Like, who well, would be the first person you get in touch with? Okay, so, well, okay, so I have some connections in the underworld. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's you now. You, all the circumstances in your life now are the same. You just have lots of them. Right, well, literally last night, and all due respect, because there are some people I know who I met last night at this corporate function I did who listen to the podcast, but I did a uh, corporate event mm-hmm. uh, to pay for Wendy. And it was my puppy gig. It really was. I don't really do corporates anymore, but it came along at the exact same time I was thinking about buying an expensive dog. And I went, I'm going to do That's my puppy gig. Puppy gig. That's my puppy gig. All the way through. 20 minutes and I get a new puppy. <laughs> so, but they're actually a really lovely crowd and everything. But, I, but uh, there were some people in that room who work in the concreting industry. Right. A lot of people. Yes. And you know what? People in the concreting industry, they're not all the most reputable of people. Okay. okay so you start through a connection I might have made from last night. You start to just like ask around, re if anyone knows anyone. Like, but, I, okay, but tell me how you frame that conversation. So. I would, I would firstly say because I think you have to follow the chain down. You can't just go straight to killing someone, right? It's too, you know, that sort of world. I think you'll need a reference or like something past on. So it's going to take me a, a little bit of time. I, maybe I can't get it done by tomorrow. But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a fucking builder. Mate, look, yeah. <laughs> I, when I said in my quote that I could get it done by... Look, it's gonna, I'm going to have to get some parts. Yeah. So, it's so hard to find a good hit, man. Yeah, okay, so here's what I'd do, though. Now, this is very easy. Like, I I would ask for a drug dealer. That's where you go. You go to, like, try to, like, just kind of... You'd ease into the world of hardcore drugs. Then you're kind of in a very hardcore criminal world, right? So you reckon it's only a hop, skip, and a jump? Yeah, definitely. Once you start rolling in a certain crowd, there's a hops. Mate, if AFL players can end up... Or or I have a, a really good friend who... Um, somebody that I know who I won't mention, but, you know, for, for the reasons that you're about <laughs> to hear. But she is married to a bikey and he's in a proper bikey, bikey gang. gang, even though he's not a criminal himself, but he's uh, part of a larger organisation and have a pretty disreputable past. And I reckon I could get an intro through that if I had a good enough reason. And We've well, got infinite funds. And I've got infinite funds, so... 
Right, I made it too easy for you. With right. infinite funds. <laughs> I can convince... You know what? I've got infinite funds. Everyone has a price. I can convince whoever this is to kill themselves for enough money. That's my approach yeah. with my infinite funds. I just go to a guy, whoever this guy is, and say, look, um, here's the thing. You, do you love your family and your kids and everything? Well, here's the thing. I will provide you this much money if you kill yourself. And they'd be like, man, not that much. And I'd be like, well, I have infinite funds. How about this much? And then I'd be like, how about this much? And everyone has a price, man. Yeah, it's a good That's point. how I do it. They I've... die at their own hand for the sake of their family. And I walk away Guilt like a free. fucking hero. I think I... Uh, I... I, I <laughs> it's sad how quickly that came to me. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's sad, but I, cause I thought about that and I, was, and I was like, how could I have someone? It's obviously a reflection of my point of view. I had to give myself infinite funds because um, I could not think of where I would start to kind of have someone killed. Like I just thought, like you see the movies and stuff where it's like, you know, people dealing with gangsters and it's like that world, like I've never been arrested. Like I've had never been in trouble with the law. Like I don't even know how you, would access that, but you just gave me a very clear path, and now I'm gonna have someone killed. I'm Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is a click, and Your Honor, the prosecution rests. They've just played our podcast. They literally planned it out. The fucking other one, the funny one. No, fucking... but the good news for you is four of the jurors are wearing Ramona t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> two of them, ironically, and they don't really understand the reference, but two is enough to get you off, so it's fine. <laughs> and one guy in the corner with an old junior t-shirt that he's made himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the dark web. That, that'd be the other place oh, you yeah. go, the dark web. Fuck, you're much better at this than Apparently me. Apparently everything's on the dark web, mate. So there's a new Somebody th- sent me instructions because I talk about the dark web so often on the podcast, particularly I'm on, fascinated on by the dark me web. Me too. And somebody sent me some instructions to the dark web the other day. Yeah. I have not followed those instructions, it's, but I appreciate that somebody at least gave me the opportunity to access if it shall, should I want to access it because otherwise I just have to Google how do I get on the dark web and I feel like that's not covering your tracks. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, I have still not worked out how to torrent a film. Like I find torrenting to be Well, don't. You can't anymore. Impossible. They've made it illegal. They'll come for you. Then you will have broken they really? the law. Yeah, yeah. It's in Australia. They basically shut all that shit down. Don't download things illegally anymore. I don't unless I you know a way to do it that's around the thing. Well, I think if you get a VPN, I'm, I'm, the, I'm not really sure what that is. I'm the world's laziest criminal because I just would I would set up like a torrent site and be like, I don't know what this. And then I was like, it's but in the time it takes me to do this, I'll just fucking pay for it. Like so much easier. Like when iTunes came along. I was like, this is fucking perfect because I was the kind of guy who would just forego either buying something uh, or, or, you know, would just put it off because it was too inconvenient. Like, wouldn't go to a torrent because right. once you made it convenient, I'm like, I'll pay for it. Just make it easy. But that's I'll their business model. And I think that's the best business model is people will pay for things if you make it easy for them to access those things. Yeah. And and I think that's absolutely fine. Like, I'm always willing to pay for things. I don't... Like, I know how to steal, but I don't steal because the way of... You also know how to get people killed. (laughs) I mean... I'm a couple of steps away, theoretically, (laughs) from getting someone killed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come at me, motherfuckers. I'm resourceful, or at least creative. (laughs) Um, You're a fucking criminal mastermind, is what you are. What I'm saying is the Lex Luthor of podcasts. I just like to think things through. That's all. I like to have a contingency plan for most situations. Some might say you're methodical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so and you you like you're the fucking Joker. (laughs) So you are right. Um, no, well, I know how to steal, like from the internet and stuff, but I don't. If the thing that I want is readily available, and, and I, I, it was like with my um, special that I filmed with Luminati, uh, still available. Please buy it if you're in Australia. But if you're somewhere else where you can't buy it, if you steal it, that's fine with me because you know what? You can't access it in that place. Like I'd prefer you buy it and support yeah, it and whatever. That's not an option. But if it's not an option, yeah. then I have no problem with that. And. I absolutely think if you provide people things at an affordable rate in a way that they can access, people will will pay for that. Yeah. People understand that you need money to make the things that you like. Like, you know, you still need to, like... Oh, I think, hang on. I think there is a generation, there was definitely a period and where for about 10 years it felt like where there was kids growing up who just believed everything was free. Right. I think that attitude's changing. Right, because people start... And and also people start to understand 
that well what basically happened was there was this old like you know dinosaur model like yeah. you know mainstream media yeah. that like you know does not know like it's weekend at bernie's you yeah. know it's like that does not know it's dead and it's still staggering around yeah and everything else that came out of it was a complete reaction to that you look at the world we're in like you know this podcasting thing is a direct reaction in some ways you know this long form say what you want kind of you know thing that podcasting has become about mm. is a direct response to the fact that what you get out there in the mainstream media is this like you know two and a half minute highly polished here are these ads here's mm. this like tested yeah. music and whatever if there was none of that that existed right now and podcasting just came along some of that would be in podcasting mm. but podcasting is a reaction to yeah. that yeah, you yeah. know so but on this business model that makes nothing and mm. you know people are really doing it for free yeah. but there's a point in that evolution of anything where somebody's like well you know what if i want to keep doing this yeah i have to kind of monetize it in some yeah. way I mean, I think the it, the corp, corporatizing is going to come to all this kind of new stuff that's popping up. I feel, but they're doing well, it. Well, they'll go where the audience is. Yeah, but they but they are growing like the audience is growing. So you know, the old school idea of you watch a show and then a force fed ads in between, like that is not working anymore. Like that's no. you know that's why we're turning to these new forms. But I think advertisers are, are also changing their their mindset and going. Well, you know what. We would rather have subtle advertising that actually reaches an audience than the strap them in and make them watch, you know, three sets of ads. So you're getting uh, corporations creating shows and putting some branding, but knowing not to kind of overstep the mark and stuff. Oh, mate, I believe that that subtle advertising within it entirely appropriate. Did is you, entirely appropriate. Did you Coke. hear when I I, I, had, <laughs> I had Sam Kavanagh uh, on my other podcast? That's awesome. Yeah, Mercedes, I did, and. Uh, he was talking about if corporations want to pay for the next generation of artists to make stuff, then fucking great. Everyone wins. Oh, as long see, as it doesn't intrude on the enjoyment of the art. But also, as long as it doesn't intrude on, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we want you to do exactly what you're doing, exactly the way you're doing it, and we are not going to put, yeah, we just want to pay for it. And we believe that's enough. We believe our association with you and your audience and the fact that people will be like, I think Squarespace have done a very good job, like despite the fact that they've they've asked us and we've decided not to have ads on the podcast, but at the moment and but uh, <laughs> well, who knows? Like I shouldn't say something that would be held against me at the right stage. But at Mate, the you said you know how to kill a man. I think right. that is the least of your worries. <laughs> Terms and conditions may apply, but I. Uh, <laughs> but my point is that. I think they've done a really good job because I think that people associate Squarespace with, oh, this is a brand that decided to support this thing, thing that yeah. I really like and it, se it seems like they get it yeah. and they like it and they support podcasts that I like. And I think when I looked at, you know, putting together a website for philosophy, like the first thing I thought is, well, if I do do one, I'll do it through Squarespace because they've been supportive of, you know, yeah. this world. So... I think there is some value in you don't have to be heavy-handed in your approach to the support, not. you know. I mean, and there's things, and there's certain brands and there's certain kind of corporations that match certain forms of entertainment. Like, I mean, Red Bull makes 100% sense, you know. They are so smart when they got in with the X Games thing because, like, it's just... Although not quite as smart when they made Mick Fanning, you know, when he punched that shark, nearly got attacked by the shark on live TV, craziest yeah. shit of all time. Still managed to say he was stoked in the interview <laughs> afterwards. Surfers cannot complete an entire sentence without saying stoked. That's it's joke. the best. It's the best. Like, it's been a running joke with me and Adam Spencer for 15 years that every surfer interview in includes the word stoked. He nearly got eaten by a shark on live TV. And in the interview straight afterwards, he's like, I'm glad to be alive. I'm stoked. <laughs> of course you are. You are stoked. More stoked than you've ever been. But... <clears throat> Red Bull uh, in the press conference, you know, they shoved the Red Bull and because they were the sponsors, and it was a terrible. That was too intrusive yeah. on a real life moment, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think it's but the way. But the it's, way well, they... I want to tell you this though, because I think that you will enjoy this. Is after well, all, I'm glad that it's something that I would just not enjoy. Well, I mean, sometimes I just bring up things not knowing whether you will enjoy them or not. But okay. this thing, I am pretty confident you'll enjoy. But okay. now you might just not enjoy it on the principle that I told you what to feel. Yeah. Uh, stop playing these mind games, Doctor Lecter. <laughs> just mm. get to it. You've fallen into my trap, <laughs> and now in two days you will be dead. <laughs> Uh, no, um, Fleshlight. 
we've talked about Fleshlight on the podcast previously, uh, the male masturbation device. And yeah. you and I used to hear a lot about Fleshlight because the, part of the reason we started this podcast, you know, is that uh, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosey have a podcast called Smodcast, yeah. and we like that. Smodcast is to tofop what Junior, junior is, is to Ramona. To the point where we're both going to see Kevin Smith together on yes. a little tofop day. <laughs> and, you know, but it is. It's really important to, like, you know, why this podcast came to be. And uh, they used to talk about Fleshlight all the time because yeah, Fleshlight was sponsoring that podcast. And it was great because Kevin Smith was so fucking funny yeah. talking about these Fleshlights. And it was gross, but it was perfect yeah. because they weren't, like, obviously caring about, like, Content. you have to say this or that. They were just like, if you're talking about it, we're happy. Yeah. So, years after all that. Um, I'm doing a gig at the Hollywood Improv. I'm doing set list, the improvised stand-up show. And the woman who runs Fleshlight is in the audience. Oh, really? And I, like, do a good spot. And so she gets my contact details. Oh, really? And she sends me a box full of Fleshlights. A box of boxes, like a, oh my God. a movie inside a movie. The Christopher Nolan. I got a box full of flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> like a box full. Like, wow. yeah, it was a It was. How many do you need? <laughs> well, I mean, that was more than I needed. So you can have an orgy with flashlights. <laughs> Put on the Eyes Wide Shut soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Little domino mask. <laughs> Remove your clothes. <laughs> I, uh, I saw a. Uh, thing on vice.com it's a new it's it's the title of the article is the weirdest sex toy i've ever seen okay and it's a it's an alien egg it's an alien egg dispenser so you know like in aliens when oh, yeah. ripley goes in to find newt and she comes across the mother alien and that alien is like dropping slimy eggs out of this kind of like sphincter like shoot yep so this is a dildo <laughs> that you can use that put you put a gelatinous preset gelatinous uh, bi- biodegradable gelatinous mound and you put it into this <laughs> alien thing. Stop talking dirty. Biodegradable <laughs> gelatinous mound. Hey, honey, it's our anniversary. Have you got the biodegradable gelatinous mounds? So you. It's going to be a hot night tonight. Make sure you've got a twelve pack of biodegradable <laughs> gelatinous mounds. <laughs> You can look this up on Vice. I think it's Vice AU, Vice Australia. Uh, basically, it's like it looks like a dildo, but if the dildo was the egg dispenser from Aliens, and you get the gelatinous mound as well. And so the idea is that you insert it into a whatever orifice, an orifice of your choosing, of your choice. Deposit the dealer's choice. Deposit, or no, probably receiver's choice. Deposit the gelatinous egg into that yep. person's orifice. The biodegradable then, gelatinous yeah. egg. And then uh, it, it, it breaks down and falls out of the orifice. Yeah. And that is said to uh, be pleasurable. Sure. Like but, taking a big dump after a weekend at a festival. Do you think the internet has given us too much freedom? <laughs> <laughs> I like, guess, no. I mean, because sex is great. Right. Sex is really good. Uh-huh. And we've done it a certain way for a long sure. time. At what point did we decide, you know what, what? fucking you is fine, yeah, but, but what I'd really like to do... Can we get a biodegradable gelatinous Get an alien egg dispensing... I was watching Alien and I was horny and I've had an idea. I mean, how the fuck did we get to that? To the point where someone had to go get a patent for this, yeah. go to a mould maker, paint. sketch out his design. I mean, there's a heap of people in that process that you have to explain each and every one of them to. It would probably be easy to have someone killed... Right. Than to get that thing made. And then even like, how do you... Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not even amazed at where we're at. I'm just strapped in for where we're going. Because the shit we're doing now feels to me like we're at the extreme fucking limits of what we can do. What are they going to be doing in 10 years? Yeah. Like, because that's going to be an arms race as well. It's it's just getting, like, I mean, in the... Neural upgrades. Right. That's what it'll be. 100% neural upgrades. There'll be stuff that you can And we'll be lining up for them. Yeah. That's the trick. Like, all this shit that we should be worried about, we will be lining up for. We'll be like, have you got your neural upgrade yet? Well, we've got that essentially. That's every time iPhone releases a new, like, a new phone or a, a watch or something like that. Glad they're coming it's out just... with a new one at the end of the year, though. I was so sick of my new one, I can't understand yet. I better get that <laughs> other new one. Yeah, it'll exactly be more like advanced. Well, I got a... I got a call from my uh, from Optus saying that I could upgrade my phone and stuff, and I was like, they got me all excited about it. And then when I hung up, I was like, what? I don't 
need one. This one's fine. Like, it's actually fine. Yeah, but it won't be three months after your new one comes out. <laughs> Do you reckon? Oh, man. Like, I mean, well, there's an inbuilt sort of, you know, uh, uh, like you said, obsolete. What's it called? Inbuilt, obsolescence. Obsolescence, yeah. yeah. And you get to a certain point where you just can't use your old one anymore. Like, but. I will say this, that like, no, of course you don't need to upgrade, but there is something that is rewarding about just going, oh, well, maybe I'll need that new one. <laughs> no, it just has more features that you won't use because you only use three features on the fucking last uh, eight upgrades you fucking got. Yeah, yeah. That's how I do like my new phone. It's actually pretty good. Is there a new... I, I've gone with the big phone and I didn't know... I didn't yeah, think John I would... Got that. I did not think I would like the big phone, but I'm a fan of it. Ah, <clears throat> see, yes. I just feel... Like, I have so many devices, though. I mean, I because I work all my scripts, I work off an iPad. Yeah. And then when I'm not on that, I'm See, like, that, to me, feels like, oh, there's still iPads? Why? Like, what are you on, Sue? Is there something else? No, yeah. Charlie, they, they projected directly into your eye. Did you not know? No, I felt like the, what happened was the phones got bigger and then iPads just fucked off. No, because you need, you need a bigger format iPad for scripts. I'm just, you know what? I don't need anything in between my big phone and my computer, like, and my laptop. That's my... Now I don't need the in-between. It's, it's become obsolete to me because my phone's big enough that it does everything that the iPad used to do. But even, like, so it's big enough that you can write on it and stuff. And well, it's... you know, then I'll just get onto my laptop. But what if you're, like, on the move? You don't have your laptop. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm often on the move. <laughs> and What about watching movies and shit? Big enough to watch movies? Yeah. Fuck that. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I've seen it. I've seen it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But in the places that I would watch movies on that sort of device, like on a train or like, you know, on a bus, you know, these fictional scenarios, <laughs> because I don't I've never been on a bus. A bus. I tried, I was like in the back of my limousine, uh, in my private helicopter. Uh, I was on the world's fastest jet. <laughs> I was literally the other day. I was stuck somewhere, and like there was some. It was a taxi changeover hour, and I haven't loaded Uber onto my Australian phone yet. And I um, needed to get from one place to the other, and like there was a bus coming by, and I was like, I can catch the bus. <laughs> <laughs> you are fucking. You're a dick. Go on. No, so I was like, I can catch the bus, and then I panicked. <laughs> And didn't do it because I thought maybe you needed like a special card or something. You do actually. Oh, good, we'll see there. Call. I was right. So yeah, I but was I think like, you can, buy can you one. still get some, some drivers? You can buy. Right. So you can just you still can, you still can, if you know a guy. I catch the well. I catch the train regularly. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Well, I've caught the train before. I'm not anti-trained. I don't catch the bus a lot. Um, no, actually, that's true. Since I've moved, I haven't catch, caught the bus a lot. But I think the way it works, there is the Opal card, which is. Uh, New South Wales version of, of the Mikey card. Yeah, the the beloved Mikey card. <laughs> the beloved which Mikey. the Mikey card. All right, it's I know best. a lot of uh, comedians got about what eighteen months out of the Mikey card. I don't really know. I wasn't around. Like I, it's Melbourne. Well, it's all my Melbourne, Melbourne comedian yep. friends would you know tell me their jokes. They were Mikey. not very good. No, they and did not work. It's very still well. not very good. I actually because I have a Mikey card, and Gemma and I were in Melbourne last week. And we just wanted to, like, go from one... We were in Windsor, we wanted to go to Middle Brighton Station. And uh, it wouldn't take my gold Amex. It was... <laughs> so I just realised what I sounded like saying I was going to Middle Brighton. And you can't pay for a train in blood diamonds. And the caviar on the front... and First class wasn't even first class. The caviar tasted like toilet. It was just the front of the train. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I actually was eating out of the toilet. No... We, so you go up to the machine, you put your Mikey card in, and it says, do you want to top up? Mm. So you're like, okay. And the only option I could find was to put $30 on my card. Like there was no single trip top up or whatever. Right. And I don't know if I'm doing Mikey wrong. I'd like to think I know. I, look, I ran this podcast for 60 episodes I or mean, something. Back in the old days. In the old days. In the old days, mate. But I can use machines. Got nothing but strength and strength since. Can someone please tell me how the fuck it works? Because for love or no money, I could not work out how to put anything but and I thought $30 is too much it's too much people who are taking public transport can't afford to put 30 bucks I've been a student I know right. I've been an actor for most of my life I know you should be able to put in like a dollar eighty or whatever your like fare yeah. is going to cost then because yeah. often that's all you've got but the Sydney ones seem to do that it's just weird I don't know maybe I fucked it up but no well the Sydney system works much like the Oyster card in London which works yeah, quite well I don't understand why because I caught the tube all the time in London and I have an Oyster card which it's literally the same one I've had for like so five the, years and I take it back every year so and I don't that understand same how, card still works I don't understand how one system like isn't it the same fucking thing I think they like, just got it, isn't it I the think difference they got between Gary, using like a yes 
But I think they got Gary from down the road to do it instead of like whoever's in charge of Oyster and Opal. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Should have got the Opal guys in. So are, they, got are, the... are Oyster and Opal by the same people? No, I'm, oh. I mean, I don't know. You're not, not, a, you're, not, you're not big up on the, uh, the I don't uh, catch public, public transport, transport <laughs> but I really like to follow the companies. I read the blogs. <laughs> and it's more of a hobby uh, than anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow AFL, but I'm big on the finances and the interview <laughs> reports. That's what I really like. I like, you know what, Collingwood's doing really well, but I'm not sure this redistribution's working in their favour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pause so I can go to the bathroom. And we're back. Yes, we're back. I don't know if we would have got you saying, and we're back, but we might have. Well, if we didn't, we're back. Either way, we're back. Can you tell? You're hearing our voices. I mean, yeah. I'll look at me. <laughs> that, that is our show, so there's no guarantee that are hearing our voices. That is a very good point, but it seems to be recording. Uh, so, you know. We're back. We haven't really flown back into it. No. We were going very well and we've had a break and yeah. we've come back pretty... Yeah, we got very Russell Brand off there. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about... I did say we should save it, but then we, I think we, we shot all our bullets. Yeah, we were talking about Australian politics. It yeah. becomes depressing after a little yeah, while. it really is. Like the, the tone is definitely lowered. Like, well, it's one of those things where you kind of like, you know, you start by joking about how shit a like, week the Prime Minister's having, but then you realise that every week has been a shit week. Yeah. And then you realise, oh, that's right. He's... Like, it's kind of like... If you hated the captain of like the St Kilda Football Club, right? And you'd be like, ah, yeah, fuck this guy who shouldn't be the captain. He should. I told everyone he'd be a stupid captain. Yeah. Look, look, at halftime in a game, he ate a fucking raw onion <laughs> with the skin on. It's the third week in a row he's fucking done it. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, you won't let the gay players tackle other players. He's a fucking idiot. And then suddenly you'd be like, oh, hang on, this is my team. <laughs> like. So that for thing, good or for ill, he's the captain of my team. So there's there's you, there's often a joke when George W. Bush exited politics. It's like, oh, the comedians will be devastated. Right. So, as a comedian, you're perfectly positioned. Has the Tony Abbott era been a gold mine? And now you're starting to go. Well, wait a minute, this gold comes at a cost. Oh man, like yeah, blood diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have to suffer, so I can get. You know what? I can write jokes about other things. And it's not like the other mob who'll be in charge are any better. They're probably slightly better, but slightly better. Like, it's like one of those things where, like, you wanted a certain spread for breakfast. Oh, you know what it is? It's Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. You're like, look, I really wanted a Coke. Neither of them are good for me. Both of them are destroying me from the inside. But I guess I'll have to have a Pepsi. Right? That's that's basically it. It's a Lloyd's. <laughs> <laughs> You really wanted a Coke. Pepsi wasn't that great. And then you went out the front door and there was a crate of Lloyd's. Right. Like, well, well, the truth hola. is, truth is, to be honest, and most people probably know this already, I'm not really voting for Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> um, I'm voting for a, a much higher price in a city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a six dollars, <laughs> six dollars a yeah. bottle. It's only three hundred mils. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, essence to cauliflower. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's terrible. And it's like we're locked in this death spiral with this guy in charge and they're so... Like, it's like like the the last plane crash because they change pilots too often. Yeah. But so this one, even though they've left an idiot in charge of the plane and there's a perfectly good person who could fly the plane, they're like, no, 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 no. When you change pilots, you crash the plane. Yeah. Instead of going, our pilot's an idiot. Let someone fly this fucking plane. Yeah, and you've got all the like straight people in first class and then all the gay people are in like <laughs> second class. And then the pilot comes out and says, well, no, look, everyone on this plane has the same rights and entitlements, but right. you people just have to sit back there. Right. And I don't have anything against you people, but it's just that first class is between these guys. Right, there's a curtain in between. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. By the way, uh, we're not into boats. <laughs> Everyone on the plane is fine. Oh, yeah. So if the plane crashes and we hit water, ordinarily you would have flotation devices. No. 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 No, we're going to have to turn We back. don't want to encourage people smugglers <laughs> to come to our plane. The minute you hit the water, it, you're technically a refugee. So... <laughs> That's, Man, yeah, yeah, see, that's exactly. You laugh, and it's like that. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like it's like having sex with someone you don't really want to sex with, and you're like, oh, the sex. Oh, 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 oh this was a terrible oh, idea. Why did I do this? <laughs> Instant regret. Instant regret. 
Yeah, that's what it feels like. We're like we're on the walk of shame. We're on a two year walk of shame, essentially, as a country. Yeah. We're like, oh, we we're like we we had a dysfunctional, like you know, like open relationship with a guy and a girl. And then we went back and forth between the yeah. two of them about which of them we liked most. He, he, you know what? He was more charismatic yeah. and kind of bubbly. And we knew he was a bit of a dag, but yeah. we didn't realize how much he was going to fuck us. Uh, and then we were like, well, no, she's a better option, you know? I mean, we loved her. She was so carefree and fun. But then once we were in a relationship with her, she was all like mm. uptight and started talking differently yeah, and right. didn't represent the position she used to when we were just having a casual so all thing. we were looking for is just some stability. Just someone like, you know, we didn't want to have to like flip back and forth, just some stability. Right. And then we meet this guy this and he guy. breaks it down, makes it simple. And you know what the There's thing a few things we have to it's worry just, about. He's got three principles. Yeah. And I'm like, I might not agree with that, but I like a guy who's got a plan and that's what I'm looking for. And you know for. what? He, and he always fit. Yeah. He's fit. He's always working out. I always seem down What I liked about him is he promised me the world and he said right. he always delivers on his promises. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even watch the ABC that much. <laughs> And then back to disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, we've compared him to the worst airline pilot in the world and a really, really horrible boyfriend. I mean, but this is the thing, and I don't want to be one of those people because it's hard when you work for the ABC because it's a government-funded organisation and people already know that my politics are progressive and that, like... So that's what your Andrew Bolts of the world or whoever we characterise as being of the left, right? And I guess in a lot of ways that is very true and I'm not even ashamed of saying that. Of course, yes, I'm of the left. My politics are progressive. Okay, that's what happens. No, it's, Andrew like, Bolt would describe you as a baying horde. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that when he describes the left? It's always some kind of like uh, medieval description for like, you know, it's like a baying horde or it's like a, it, the, the, these, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of one other word. <laughs> well, you know the thing that he always like, the accusation he'll point in my direction is that I'm some sort Barbarian, of- Barbarian, sorry. That's what I was thinking oh, yeah. of. Constant talking about barbarians. At a gate. I'm the always at some sort of left. <laughs> Exactly. Um, no, the thing that he always, like, all those people were sort of like pointing in my direction is that like inner city latte left sort of like, you know, thing, which is like, I'm a farm kid. My parents voted national. Like, yeah. am I not allowed to make up my own mind Will about things? Will is often telling me he needs to get her done. <laughs> <laughs> Although the farm is much more technical these days. Like it's all like, all you know, all the cows have computer chips in them and stuff and they're all like got GPSs and shit they're Holy like shit. AFL players oh my god yeah and they track it through a computer and shit. they know which ones are performing well you know and which what? ones aren't we got Skynet all wrong it's not going to be the rise of the machines it's going to be the rise of the bovines right that's how they get us because <laughs> yeah. we we still need the cheese we give the cows we can't give up cheese people are like the robots are taking over yeah. if you fuckers don't stop eating butter and cheese <laughs> and we're like we're not willing to make that deal <laughs> no it's way too good dudes come on robot cows <laughs> it's true the cows so they've got microchips they're definitely getting neural upgrades for sure so they're going to get super intelligent. It's going to be Planet of the Cows. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But we can't name the episode Planet of the Cows because you already did Planet of the Muppets once. It's a bit too much. So, so you know, why is that too much? <laughs> we, I like to think that's like part of an overall you know, theme. I, I find that stuff sort of thematic. Like in classical music, you would have a hint of like a melody from another part oh, of the music. Yeah, like but it wouldn't be. It's but, like but, a callback. But subtlety. Subtlety. So that I should actually just point uh, back at myself because right. I'm the one who if brought attention just, yeah, to it. If you'd not, anyway, I've already got a name for it. It's biodegradable gelatinous mounds. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Which that is, is like the greatest a million name. times <laughs> better than Planet of the Cows. And now, if it was Planet of the Biodegradable Gelatinous Mounds, I'm back in this. And what you don't realize at home is that Will pointed the blackboard when he said that, and in our last conversation, <laughs> in like scribbled kind of John Nash writing, it says biodegradable gelatinous mounds. Well, basically, look, what it they, says you know is, what? That looks like it'd be good as a tattoo. I'd quite like to get that. It does angle. actually, because what happened was I've got this like chalk pen, so it's kind of like oh. a like a texter, yeah. but I can write on the blackboard like you know, like you would with a whiteboard cool. marker or whatever. A photo of that, but in chalk, and because. We were talking, and I, it, that's quite a long thing to write. I kind of wrote biodegradable, yep. but then gelatinous mounds, like gelatinous is like, it looks like gelato at best. <laughs> <It does. laughs> and mounds 
like could be anything. You have to take like a, that could be mongrel. That could be. You have to take a photo of that and put it on the Facebook page so people can see exactly what you're talking yeah, about. That is. Yes, my, on my uh, on my wall of notes that I have been. Yeah, now out. so this is interesting. my mind map. So you guys probably remember in the second series we debuted the uh, Tofop blackboard where we would write down things that we wanted to talk about. Yes. Uh, so I've come back in for this new series, and Will has covered virtually most of the board very creatively. I must say, it looks like the menu of a cool inner city cafe where they like the old school. They write it on the chalkboard. Nice, good. Like you know, he's written Tofop with his kind of you know, he's got like a, a title font and new show, different font, a little bit of kind of uh, some uh, movement lines around it. Like he's, it's a work of art. I mean, I don't think there's anything on there that's particularly confidential, so I could probably take a photo of the whole thing. And but you've it designed it, which is the interesting part. It's not like you've just written up a list of things to do. Like, you've taken your time. looks like you enjoyed making it. You know what? Actually, I didn't. there's no sort of plan to it. It's much like – it's very representative of how my notes look in my notebooks. Really? There is a certain way that my thoughts come out, and there's a certain way that they rearrange around each other that I don't actually think through at all, that they just kind of come out in that way. And Amy walked in, and she was like, oh, it's your mind map. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah that right. makes sense. So it is. That, that's literally what I have to do for the next three months. They're all the kind of various projects that I have thoughts about or things that I have to do, and they're all just there on the book. It's interesting, because I'm writing notes at the moment because I'm sort of planning the next next script I'm going to write and I've been because I always just write in an exercise book just write everything down in an exercise book hand write sometimes I'll you know jot something down on the phone or whatever but I found I was listening I think I told you I was uh, watching a DVD of the making of Back to the Future and uh, the way they wrote that film this is like old school Tofop by the way yeah. well, I had to get the reference in. get some fucking deep cuts yeah <laughs> You know, oh, we have to talk about the fact. Let's talk about that, but let's uh, put a button in the fact that I did a gig with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Biff. Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. So in this um, making of extras, they talked about when they were how they wrote uh, Back to the Future, and they said that the way that because normally when you structure a film, you've got your first, second, third act, and you know you just sort of fill in each part. But they said let's just think of that once they came up with the concept of a, a guy goes back in time and meets his parents at high school. Then they said, okay, from that point, what are all the scenes you want to see? And so it's like, oh, well, the kid has to invent rock and roll. That's a really great idea. Or his mum falls in love with him. So they would just write them down and put them on a big board. But they had no particular kind of arrangement. They weren't thinking of the story in a linear fashion. Because as a writer, that's what I do. And that's what I fill my notebooks with. So this time, I'm experimenting by getting – I've got a big whiteboard. And I'm just writing down scenes that spin off the idea – as opposed to what is the narrative and then sticking them around. Well, I mean, I think that happens probably a little bit in like, I mean, to always bring it back to Christopher Nolan, but like if you're making like a a Batman trilogy, I think there's probably an element of like, we want some big chase scene or some big fight scene or blah, blah, blah. What would I like to see in this movie? I think Joss Whedon probably did that with the Avengers films. Like they look like a collection of kind of moments that you think you would like to see, you know? Well, Joss Whedon's an interesting (laughs) one because he's, I've heard a few um, podcasts with him where he's talked about writing and he writes in in the same way where he's like, don't punish yourself by starting at the beginning. Just think about the scenes that you like the most. He said, for me, dialogue. So I write all the dialogue first and then all the action stuff, which I hate writing all the big print. He fills that in later and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like it should be an enjoyable process, and and you know, like you want right because so, if you're not enjoying it, yeah. So when I look at your board and you've designed it and you've taken your time with it, I see what you're doing. You're enjoying the process of planning out like all your ideas. You right. know what I mean? You're enjoying the actual creative process. You know is- what it does? It gives it some sort of like even the fact that. Uh, so under new show, which I can like, this is something that I can talk about. So hang on, what's the t- Charlie is a fuckwit. <laughs> It's my new podcast. <laughs> I've stated at Patreon. We've got $12,000 a month. <laughs> Hasn't even got an episode yet. It's number one on American and Australian iTunes. I think maybe you've got a rival for the title of this, this show, this yeah. episode. <laughs> no, I can't put that on the iTunes. Uh, so under new show, I was still toying because I have to come up with the name for my new show. And so um, I was just toying around with some ideas and I was kind of living with them for a bit. So I had that first one, Critically Will. That's what I was thinking about calling it. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's like, you know what, where there's a will. Because that's the one that most articles that are ever written about me, where there's a will. That's like the one they always go with and I've never used it before. 
And then like one day I was just walking around and I thought, fire at will. That's what I like. I like fire at will. That's a good, that's a good, yeah. for wherever I am. And then so I was able to like write that in like bigger, Big letters. Yeah, different cool. colors and kind of go, okay, that's it. You had a process and you thought through some things and then you arrived at this and you're kind of happy with that. And then suddenly I'm excited about that show and I'm like, what, what is fire at will? Like, what would that be about? Yeah, what, yeah. what does that name give it me? Sparks something. That kind of sparks something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Cool. So there's definitely that. For sure. I was, I was reading this article. By the way, I like because I had a, uh, I came from Melbourne overnight and then went straight to a guru meeting. And I've had about fifty coffees and then started drinking beer. <laughs> like I keep needing to go to the toilet, but I started to need to go to the toilet in like we had a break for me to go to the toilet, and I was like, I can't go again. We have to get through the second half of the podcast, and I was fine until Junior came and sat on my lap about five <laughs> it's minutes actually, ago. And now I, like, I wish I could get a photo because it's actually fucking the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Junior is sitting on Will's lap, but has fallen asleep, and his head, because Will's knees are apart, his head is hanging like halfway down. Literally behind my. He's asleep. Yeah. God, that's what is old now. He's almost eleven. That's the best thing about being an old man is you just just fall asleep asleep. anywhere. Just Grandpa Simpson at at (laughs) any stage. Totally. (laughs) Senior. That's what he is now. Totally, he's a senior. Yeah. Everyone has made that joke. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone has made that joke. Well, because did I tell you had six teeth removed? To put, his, to put his dentures? Yes, pretty much. No, like when I took him to the vet, the vet's like, oh, because, you know, he's getting, because Jack Russell's there, they're yeah. quite close together. Because you get him a grill, right? What? You're getting him a grill. <laughs> yeah, totally. And a little like. You're getting him a grill. <laughs> and a little. <laughs> they're for dogs. It's my new business. He's getting a little gold. Trademark, Will Anderson. You know, uh, <laughs> if he's out on a podcast, it's A little Wayne had that, that gold goblet. He's got yeah. like a gold uh, doggy bowl. Yeah, a, dog, <laughs> a doglet. <laughs> I've got a range of stuff in the grill range. They, Grills for dogs. Is that a thing? That should be a thing. Yeah. That's a million dollar idea. Do right down. Grills for dogs. Grills for dogs. 100%. Yeah. People would totally buy because fucking they do grills have the for their dogs. Them, but they don't get, like, they don't give them dentures. Like, he hasn't got dentures. They just took out, like, a few at the front, a few at the back. But the vet was saying, "You, this is what happens now. Like, he's not a junior anymore. He's a senior. He's a senior. Fucking vet. Probably been working on that since he registered. Like, here's what the vet probably did. When you've gone into the vet the first time and, like, registered when his name was Junior, he's fucking sat on that. You reckon? He's sat on that for 10 years and he's like, there'll be a time. <laughs> My day will come. <laughs> you can just see him in but, the office, like, just writing and scribbling up, tearing the paper up. That's the main part of being a vet. He's a frustrated comedian, yeah. but he takes it out on his patients, so he has a joke about everybody's dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's been sitting on that one for years. Went home, high-fived his wife. It's like, I got, I got it away today. Had to remove his teeth. It was worth it. Teen you wife, but it was worth it. <laughs> There's a guy, uh, you live, uh, well, then the guy in the suburb you live in, I yep. won't, you know, put that on the podcast, but there's a guy in the suburb you live in. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, he's a, um, well, I guess people could now just Google this, but um, uh, he's a plastic surgeon. Yep. And there's a particular corner across from a very popular pub and a supermarket yeah. down where you live. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Just so you know. Other than that. <laughs> but up on the up on on the corner of this building, there's this like uh, plastic surgeon. I don't know if you've ever seen his name, but his name is uh, Doctor Tobias Pincock. <laughs> Now, I don't know why. Spelt how? P-I-N-C-O-C-K. Dr. Tobias Pincock. God, it's some stage before you get a billboard. You've got to have a friend come over and say. Dr. Tobias Pincock. And he's a plastic surgery. And (laughs) his name is Pincock. Pincock the plastic surgeon. I mean, I drive by that, and that amuses me every time I've I go by. I've never seen Dr. Pincock. Dr. Tobias Pincock. It's on the second story in the window. That's I, a- I Googled him. I've gone down a Pincock <laughs> hole. I have. <laughs> like, I know what he looks like. Or have you gone down on a Pincock hole? <laughs> I know what he looks like, Charlie. I know what t- Dr. Tobias Pincock looks like, because I looked him up on the internet, wow. and I found a photo of him. And he's legit? Yeah, and it gets good reviews. Pincock does it better than anyone. I mean, I guess maybe like, you know, that's what you grow up in. Like if your name is Pincock and you're constantly being teased as a young person. He's, about taking, he's, like he's a, taking it back. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, he's going to become the best fucking surgeon, yeah. plastic surgeon in Australia. Maybe he pronounces it like Pinko or something. Do you think he'd be like, if he actually had a massive cock, do you think that that's what gives him the confidence to be able to have? Because 
Well, maybe if you had a thin cock, it might be too close to home. But if you had a massive cock, but maybe that's you why he, build, build maybe that's why he went into plastic surgery. He, have you ever had a he girl, developed an interest at home and like built his own cock? Have you ever had and a that's girl, how he got his break in the industry? Have you ever had a girlfriend say to you, "Never"? <laughs> have you ever had a girlfriend say to you that she can tell when a guy has a big dick or not without seeing him naked? That they big guys with big dicks have a certain like quality. Have you the, ever heard? Yeah, that? they have a dicta. <laughs> they have a dicta. I've got really good dicta. Dicta. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm, have you ever I'm but, amazing dick dad? That guy's got a really. But have you ever heard that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've heard that. And so, can you remember like what that? Because the the times I've heard it, the girls are like, oh, it's just like a confidence. Yeah, they can just kind of tell. Yeah, mostly it's been women saying to me, "You have this weird confidence." <laughs> <laughs> You've yeah. got terrible self esteem. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe my theory is that Pinkock actually has a massive cock. Yeah. Because he's so confident that he can put that billboard up and be like, well, I know the, I know the truth. Right. As he sits there stroking it <laughs> underneath his knee. In office hours, he has to put this, like, cat costume on it so that people don't... Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that wasn't a billboard. That was his dick. It was he a sign it out. he was hanging from he his cock. That's how good his dick is. It can literally spell his entire title, Dr. Tobias Pink. Yeah. Like, look at that neon sign. It's very flashy in pink. <laughs> oh, the sign's much bigger in summer, but it's very cold <laughs> at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah, so a big shout out to Dr. Tobias Pinkock. Tobias too. What a great Fuck. first name. If your last name's Pinkock, then your first name's Tobias. What? Like, like they're trying to distract from the. Pinkock. You know, if you know his know? first name was Harry, <laughs> Harry <laughs> Pinkock. <laughs> you mean to Doctor Harry Pinkock? No, no, I haven't, and I'm never going. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a Harry Pinkock. <laughs> like finding a toothpick in a pile of scrubbos. Hey, have, have you guys uh, gone to see my new plastic sur- surgeon, uh, Eric T. Pinkock? <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of that in my head. When it came to me, I was like, yeah, well, T. Pinkock. I've never heard maybe we've got a- Eric used <laughs> Eric T. Pinkock. <laughs> Eric T. Pinkock. <laughs> Eric T. Pinkock sounds the, like the star of like a, an 80s TV show. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Chips remake. Yeah. Fries. Yeah. <laughs> With Eric T. Pinkock. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, I would love, if we do a new range of T-shirts, can it just say Eric T. Pinkock? <laughs> but just in like kind of Chanel writing just a, like a black t-shirt with Eric T. Pinkock and just like no explanation no explanation Eric that's T. what Pink. we need more obscure business ideas yeah. <laughs> how's that transcript of our stenographer going ah uh, so <laughs> update um, it's nine uh, months later yeah no this is it's, like Twin Peaks it's all ready to go I, uh, so in 25 years we will come back and we will have that transcript I think part of this uh, the charm of this transcript is how long it's taking to do look here's the thing when I came up with the idea I'd be, I thought it'd be so easy but like the actual editing process so they've been editing and then sent it to me and then I correct things and stuff and it was interesting to, oh, so there's been a back and forth yeah there's been a back and forth but wow. so she uh, when uh, Melissa was uh, transcribing the show she had a like a dictaphone. Yeah. Uh, she was writing it down. There's something else. There's a third thing. I can't remember what it was. But she had like all bases covered. Yeah. But still, with that amount of coverage, her interpretation of what we said is really interesting. Like, so at one stage, I do a turtle. I do the rap from the from the turtle power. Yeah. And so I wrapped it. I wrapped it really fast. And so she has written down what she thought she heard. <laughs> what which was. So I've got an idea. And I know we haven't okay. released the first one yet, yeah. but we'll release the transcript from the show and then we'll release Melissa's edition, which will be her interpretation of the show because there's all these hilarious kind of like, that's what she thought we were talking about. So it's kind of like the, the, oh. the B-sides or something. What I love about, like, there's a couple of things I love about that. A, that's a great idea. <laughs> B, you know, there's a podcast of it on the internet she could have just listened to and written that down. 
and we paid them about twelve hundred dollars for that. Oh man! So okay, so the best. So I've so I've got a, a locked copy. Gemma is designing us uh, like the look of the book. Uh-huh. Fosdyke is working on some artwork. Uh, and so I'll, we're about ten grand in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least. So oh, the bo- stupid so, idea. So the, for, for two new episodes since. Yeah. So the book will be the, the, the book will be for sale for a low, low price of nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars <laughs> per page. Per page. <laughs> uh, no. So I'm just trying to pull all this shit together. But what I, and I also had a bunch of um tea baggers send in photos because we have never thought to have a photographer. No. So I've got no, we were too busy getting our stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the stenographer logged in. Now, if we get time, we'll get to the bibliographer, but we've got a guy creating a wax cylinder. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what a fucking idiots we have never hired a photographer but we paid $1200 for a stenographer technically we did film it oh yeah there is a video of there it. is a video of it that requires a little bit of funding we to... shot it on we shot it on uh, a beta max yeah look there's a flute book <laughs> <laughs> we had a courtroom artist doing different parts of the show courtroom artist oh, shut up. that's a fucking great idea how did, how did will and charlie go under well <laughs> here's the only thing one funnier than one terrible idea an equally terrible idea <laughs> no courtroom artist is for the excellent. la podcast oh yes because we're gonna have a like because hang on wait, wait. but this might cost a lot how much will it cost an artist of some kind a, a guy in a wig drawing a cartoon <laughs> That's a great idea, though. I am way behind this. If anyone knows and a courtroom the- artist who do us a deal for LA Podfest, we it would be great to do the show with a courtroom artist. Amazing, yeah, amazing, fantastic. No All right, that's a fucking job. Hit us up on the Facebook page or whatever if you've got any tips. Yeah, <laughs> on how we can get a courtroom artist. We, we may have to cut this bit out if, if anyone's like been in prison or whatever, <laughs> been caught. Here he is again with the fucking connections to killing someone. Here's the thing: Charlie needs a guy dead. <laughs> Is what I understand from today's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm his friend, so, you know, got to help him out. <laughs> um, how long have we done? Uh, okay, so if we did another... Well, we can just kind of wrap it up, basically, because okay. we did half an hour. Because we're going to do another then, episode? Yeah, we'll do another episode. And should we uh, pre-sell how this is going to work? Oh, yeah. this is kind of exciting. Do the pre-sell. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, by the way, a quick explanation when you said what's going on with the pod cave. Uh, basically, at the moment, <laughs> I'm just trying to... Um, rearrange my life because I'm back here and um, uh, so basically a lot of that at the moment is involving moving things from one room to the other so that you can (laughs) deal with that one room (laughs) and so at the moment the pod cave is the room where a lot of other room stuff is that I don't know what's happening to yet yeah Yeah. so you are surrounded by sheets and a weird dollhouse It is a creepy arrangement of objects. You've got a dollhouse and on the dollhouse a bulldog's uh, jumper signed by Luke Dollhouse that's your Dalhouse dollhouse combo. I've just been inceptioned. <laughs> a Dalhouse on my dollhouse. Yeah. Say that five times really fast. Right. I'm going to become the world's greatest white MC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the only hits. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what we're going to do is um, uh, we thought, because uh, people have been asking, oh, when are you going to have Will on That's Awesome? And yeah. I'm like, never. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I was like, Will who? Yeah. I was like, what happened to him? Well, I just thought that like, I don't know how we could get together and record a podcast where it wouldn't just become this. So we thought the most sensible thing to do would be another episode, but we're going to do a crossover special. So you'll upload this whenever you upload it, and then I'll upload this the next day. So you get your your two-part special. So it's going to be like the same wave, man. Just with two parts. Are you trying to get better ratings by bringing yeah, in? 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what. <laughs> this is like fucking the whole cast of Cheers visiting Frasier. Yeah, this is like. Did you ever see when um, uh, uh, David Schwimmer went to the Single Guy, that sitcom, The Single Guy, with Jonathan Silverman? No. Because Friends was a big hit. Yeah. And so, and was uh, Schwimmer playing Ross? Yeah, or was playing he- Ross. Oh, and, so Ross just did a drop in yeah, and on it, the single guy. Yeah, and you can tell it's the '90s because the whole dilemma of the episode 
is that um, the single guy, Jonathan Silverman, his friends introduce him to Ross because they think that he's gay. And so they, he goes on this date and they're like, no, no, we're not gay. Because, you know, like every 90s sitcom that was an episode is like, no, being gay is fine, but we're not gay. Yeah, but we're not it. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. So you're, um, you're uh, uh, anyway, all David, we're saying is, swimmer on my All podcast. we're saying is that pl- stuff still plays very well in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Our Prime Minister, massive fan of the single guy and particularly that episode where they all laughed about not being gay. Do you want to plug anything or should we just say goodbye uh, and get to... The crossover. No, I like to plug things. You yeah. know what no, it's no, like. No, uh, no, no, that was no rhetorical question. I was Perth, doing Free Will. You. Free Will, my show in Perth. Yeah. Uh, my new show, Fire at Will, will be on sale next year. No, uh, my political will show at Giant Dwarf, uh, end of November. But please come and see the Perth shows as well. That would be really cool. And, of course, LA Podcast Festival. We will be at on the Saturday at 4 o'clock. If you are buying uh, a video, uh, the live stream or a ticket, use the code TOFOP, T-O-F-O-P, and we will get a little kickback from that. That would be really cool because, you know, we're flying over there. Will there yeah. be a new T-shirt? And we. Need, well. And we need to be able to pay for our uh, uh, sketch room artist for that right performance. Yeah. It's not enough that the two of us are flying internationally for the fucking event. We've now just gone, you know what we also need? Courtroom artists. That's what we need. <laughs> and that at expense to this already incredibly expensive adventure. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>